0: What's up, church? Good evening. We want to welcome you tonight to tonight's worship experience here at New Beginnings Church. If you're uh, watching from home, we want to welcome you tonight as well. My name is Pastor Michael Romero, your worship pastor.
1: My name is Roxy de Santiago. I just stand up here every now and then.
0: (laughs) She just stands up here every now and then and rocks it. Roxy, no pun intended. No pun intended. Hey guys, just a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, As you're making your way into the building, uh, there's just a ton of handouts that our ushers are going to be kind of offering you guys tonight. So just stay on the lookout for those. Some of those things are some invitations to our Christmas program. You guys can take a couple and hand them out to your friends and family to make sure that they're well aware of our Christmas program on December the 12th. We're going to be talking about that a little bit here. And then uh, also an invitation... Um, and our devotionals, rather, for Christ's birthday offering this year, okay? But we'll move on. Roxy, what do we got going on at the beginning of this month? It's a very, very busy month, so try to keep up.
1: Well, coming up on December 3rd, we have a parents' night out. Um, When my kids were little, sometimes I just needed a minute um, to have a moment of silence or to go shopping, And so here at the church, we've set aside a night, December 3rd, so you guys could drop off your kids. You can have a moment of silence. You can go shopping. You can go home and take a nap as long as as long as long you're back by 9 o'clock to pick up your kids. Registration is December 1st. If you have friends um, that you would like to take out for dinner or who want to go out with you as well, they can drop their kids off even if they are not members of the church. Just be sure that everybody registers in advance.
0: And do me a favor. When you see Miss Jessica walking around, Probably trying to hold it together because she's watching all y'all's kids. Mm. <laughs> give her a high five because 14. her and her team they have they have committed to doing a parents' night out once a quarter, and because she day. understands, of course, she's got young kids, so she's like, "We need a night out." I, my kids are old, so I'm like, Man, "I just leave them at home." Yeah. But <laughs> she understands. We understand the importance that you guys need. So give her a high five. Thank her for that service. Um, and so that's going to be your parents' night out. Hey, tonight is the last night for registration for the parents' night out. So if you don't register tonight, I'm not saying you'll be turned away at the door, but we really want to be prepared for that parents' night out on December uh, December the 3rd. Okay? So if, if please, if, if you have not signed up for that yet and you're even interested, remotely interested in doing that, just sign up. Go on our website or you can go on the app and you can sign up that way. Okay? Uh, the next thing we want to talk about, guys, December, oh, guess what? Here, outside of our doors at our bistro tables, you're going to have this little 3 by 5 card because a lot of people have been asking, man, what kind of Christmas events are we having? Well, this little card right here, you can post it on your refrigerator or you can give it to a loved one. You can take a couple. I hope you don't take 20 or 30, but I hope you can take a couple, put one on your refrigerator and maybe hand out a couple to your friends and family. This little 3 by 5 here will give you a good reminder. You have the graphic here. I hope you're showing it at home. Hope you have it there. These are the Christmas events that we're having here at New Beginnings. Okay? Beginning with our Christmas uh, social on December the 10th for us to get together with the jazz band, hot chocolate. Just a time for us to be together in fellowship. We want to invite you to that. Okay? And then on December... The 12th, we have our Christmas program after our second service on Sunday. Okay, so you can come watch the NB kids perform, the, the preschoolers, the elementary, the elementary school um, age children. They're going to be performing. Our worship team, will, of course, will be leading us, and Narrowgate Productions in collaboration with Narrowgate. We have a great cast of our own, very own teams of, uh, from New Beginning Church that are going to be putting together this beautiful play, this drama Brought to you by Narrowgate Productions. Yeah,
1: and, and of course, as parents, we always think it's so awesome to see our kids standing up here and looking cute and watching a play. And we take the photos and, you know, we post them on our refrigerator. But there's a deeper meaning. Those kids remember that message when they need to. The Lord speaks to them in a different way. So in addition to coming to see the kids, make sure that you support your kids so that they come out and they can be fully engaged and be ready to, to, to live in the lesson that Sister Jessica is teaching them. Really hey, important.
0: That's right. December the 24th, Christmas Eve, we are having a candlelight uh, service and a communion service. So we want to invite you for that. It's going to be from 6 o'clock just to 7. So it's not even like an hour and 15 or an hour and a half service. It's a quick one-hour service. We want to get you guys home as soon as possible and as safely as possible on the 24th. So we want to invite you on that. Here's one that uh, Pastor Richard is really passionate about. He wants to really invite you guys. On December the 29th, please set your calendars. People watching from home. People here in the room, please make sure and set this to set this date aside, December the 29th. We are having what we're calling a Lights of Remembrance service here at New Beginnings Church, and it's dedicated to those that we have lost along the way, our family members, our friends that we have lost along the way that are now home with Jesus. It doesn't matter if they if it's not just for 2020 or 2021. If you lost a parent, a child in the last 15, or 20 years, anybody that's meant anything to you ever, and you want to remember them, we're holding a candlelight service in their honor on December the 29th. There's more details to come soon, how you're going to be able to sign up, but we make sure that you get an 8 by 10 picture ready, because we're going to be setting them up here on our platform, and it's going to be a candlelight service for those that we have lost, that have gone on before us. Again, it's not just for 20 or 2021 or 2020, it's for those that Uh, we have lost along the way that's
1: super awesome because we all have those people that we've loved right um last thing for tonight um i know you guys are tired of hearing us standing up here just yapping but the last thing for night for tonight is really important um in a like we did for the thanksgiving food baskets we're also doing christmas food baskets we all know those people who are out there who are just struggling a little bit or maybe you're struggling a little bit inflation suddenly is hitting us that cost of Food is going up, so if you know anybody who needs that basket, or if you want to sponsor a basket, or if you need to receive a basket, please let us know, $42 for a full meal. I don't know, how many people does that feed?
0: That'll feed a family of four people. Wow. That'll feed a full family of four. So we're going to do it just like Thanksgiving, so stay tuned. We just got that registration coming up. We're going to be setting that up just like we did Thanksgiving, so just stay tuned for that. It'll be set up in the next uh, few days or so, okay? Will you stand with us, church? All of this possible, of course, because of your faithfulness. Your giving, your tithing, and um, your heart for our community, church. This is your heart at work for our community. And we want to say thank you for that. And if you want to continue to partner with us, if you want to partner with us, maybe it's for the first time, maybe you've never given a gift to New Beginnings, and you say, you know what, I want to be a part of that. I invite you to do so. The ways of giving are on your screen. They're on the graphic behind me. You can give online, nbcabq.com forward slash give via our app at NBCABQ, Google Play Store, your Apple iTunes store, app store. Or you can do it via text message by dialing that number and just texting the word NBCABQ to the number on your screen. Or you can, here in a second, make your way out, and pick up your envelope, and you can drop it off at one of the tithing boxes at the entryways here in the sanctuary. But we want to thank you for that. None of this would be possible, of course. And if you want to continue to be a part of that, you know, please, we ask you to continue... Uh, being a faithful part of our church and we want to say thank you for doing that why don't we pray together why don't you bow your heads as we pray we welcome the lord into this place into your place at home heavenly father it's an amazing time tonight knowing lord that we're here together with you lord with our brothers and our sisters lord and those watching from home that are here with us as well lord we did vote this service to you lord that we open up our hearts lord to your word and we sing out your praises together lord because of how good you are lord lord give us your peace and your presence during this time lord it's sometimes it's hard just to make it through the door and we understand that so father we pray that we would come into this place just like you've asked us Lord, to enter your courts with thanksgiving and praise in our hearts and we do that tonight, Lord. So we lift up our voices tonight, Lord, in worship. And, and Lord, we just open up our hearts, Lord, to your spoken word here tonight. Father, let us be in this moment with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, church, why don't we welcome one another before our worship begins. praise offering tonight. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you.
2: King of Heaven come The King of Heaven. Thank you,
0: Lord, for this time together with you, Jesus. for we sing with our hearts, Lord, from the depth of our heart, who you are in our lives, Lord, and the credence left by your Son, Jesus. Come on, church, let's just sing this again. Come on.
3: Our oh, Father, heaven, last, the all-creator.
4: You may be seated. For Christians, Advent is a season of waiting and reflecting on preparing our hearts and our homes. It is a time to remember what true meaning of Jesus' birth is. Advent is a season of anticipation when we recognize the waiting that the people of Israel endured. In preparing for the Advent season or through the Advent season, the church is providing a a devotional book. We gave out um, several on Sunday, but we do have a few left. So if you did not get one on Sunday, they're at the the back doors, at the bistro tables, or at the outside doors. The the, uh, greeters will have them. We light our first Advent candle. It is the candle of hope. When our hope is in Christ we can rest knowing that weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning. When our hope is in Christ we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil for God is with us. When our hope is in Christ we look to the hills from whence our help comes. Our help Comes from the Lord. As we light the candle of hope, we lift our hands in praise. Jesus Christ, our healer, our keeper, and our living hope. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 in the voice says, Hope of all hope, dream of our dreams, a child is born, a son is given to us, a living gift. And now, with the tiny features and dewy hair, he is great. The power of leadership will rest on his shoulders. His name? His name will know by many ways. He will be called the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Dear Father Everlasting, Ever-Present, never failing master of wholeness prince of peace his leadership will bring such prosperity that we've never seen sustainable peace at all times this child God's promise to to David a throne forever among us to restore sound leadership that cannot be perverted or shaken He will endure justice without fail, absolute equality, always. The intense passion of the eternal commander of heavenly armies will carry this to completion. Let's pray. We thank you, God, for loving us and sending us your son that we might be saved. Father, we are forever grateful. Amen.
0: You stand with us, church. We stay in
2: spirit of worship. We give thanks to the Lord for His goodness together. Amen. Why don't we sing this song? "God just so good." Mama, sit voices. There's amazing love that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy. When blood, whole thee, my soul undeserved
5: Because we serve such an amazing God, a good God, a loving God, a caring God, a life-delivering God, a God that is a transforming God, we cry out to Him. Father, we come to You with great boldness and, Father God, with confidence, knowing, Heavenly Father, that the things that You have for us, Lord, are good. All good things come from above. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your love. As we enter your holy presence, Father, we examine our lives and we say, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, Father God, and make us whole. Make us complete. Father, we ask of you, Lord God, to meet our every need. Father, we ask that you touch the sick. That you restore their bodies Father, right now, we're praying for Ray Baldonado. We're praying, believing that you're going to touch his body and raise him up once again. Those people fighting COVID, Father God, there's so many people fighting COVID. And I just pray healing over their bodies. Father God, we just pray for those that have lost loved ones to COVID. I pray for Mark tonight. His wife and his daughter both died recently of COVID. His heart so broken, I pray that, Lord, as you hold Geneva and Renee in your hands, Rena in your arms, hold Mark, comfort him, heal him, minister to him. Father, I just pray that you keep just releasing your power upon the sick, those that are fighting cancer. Father, I pray for Char tonight that has been... Conquering cancer and now has COVID And I pray healing over her body Father God, I just pray for every person that's lacking Whether it's financial needs Or whether it be provision of food Or automobile or whatever it might be You meet every need Father, we pray comfort and peace Over every family represented here in this sanctuary And everyone watching online Whether they're watching around this city or around this world, we pray blessing over them. Your strength and love upon them in the glorious name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for the victories you give us. Father, continue to be with our children in school as we just heard of another school shooting in Michigan. We pray for the schools here throughout New Mexico, Lord, and throughout Albuquerque and Bernalillo County. Protect Everyone on campus, from the students, the teachers, the support staff, watch over them, protect them. Lord, we pray that you do something supernatural tonight. Minister to us. We came to spend time with you. Speak into our life, Lord. Let us not leave here the same. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Sing it out again. Sing it out again. Say, thank you, Lord, for the things you're doing. Amen.
0: Thank you, Lord. Choir, why don't we singing there? sing that? Say, God, you're so good. Sing that chorus. Sing God.
5: Turn to the person next to you and say, God's got something for you tonight. And then you may be seated. As you saw on that little card that Pastor Mike told you guys about, there's a lot of really neat things coming up. And I hope that you take uh, one of these invitations. There's a whole bunch of them. We've got a live nativity coming up under his construction. It's going to have, for two days, December 17th and 18th. It's going to be really awesome. If you've never seen a live nativity, it's very moving. It's really something. There's also going to be a Christmas cantata. If you've never gone to this, it's at the Tingley Coliseum. And it is absolutely amazing, guys. And I really want to encourage you guys to pick up free tickets uh and uh to for you guys to spoil your family why don't you get some tickets guys say hun, I got us some tickets to a nice cantata you don't have to say that were free just say I got us some tickets and then this card is going to tell you a bunch of bunch of activities and this round one is going to be to invite people to our christmas program to our christmas eve program so i hope and pray you grab some of these resources to let people know of what's happening. Amen? Amen. Hey, well, let's get in the Word, guys. I've been doing this sermon series called For the Joy of It, because God wants us to have joy. He wants us to experience his presence in our life. He wants us to know that he has been there with us from the beginning of time, and he's never left us, and he never will. And he's letting us know that he's with us in the greatest moments of your life and in the most challenging moments of your life. In the good and in the bad, God is there with you. He sees you through situations that you never thought you might be able to get through. And he helps us in a very powerful way. The Apostle Paul is writing to the Philippian church, the church at Philippi. And he's writing from prison. And he's in prison because he's just been preaching Jesus. So they locked him up. And he's writing, and he writes so just very joyous. And in chapter 2, I want to look at 16 verses today of chapter 2. And he talks about... How important it is for us to shine bright for Jesus no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. To really be able to express his joy, his love, his mercy, his grace, his presence, his power in your life as you share it with others. In Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 through 16 It says, if there is any encouragement from belonging, uh, is there any encouragement for, for belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together as one mind, and purpose don't be selfish don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others as better than yourself don't look out only for your own interest but take an interest in others too you must have the same attitude Christ Jesus had though he was god he did not think of equality with god as something Cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you Always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. So work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire of the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Man, we need to put that on the refrigerator of every house. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Shining like bright lights in a world of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then... On the day, hear what he says. He goes, Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Father, let us learn how to shine our light bright, to shine our light bright to the glory of God in the middle of this crooked and perverse world i pray in christ's name amen so he's telling us he wants us to shine our light he wants us to really be an example of christ and that people see christ by the way we live they see christ by the things we do they see christ by the way we function so that the things that we do they're going to say man you've got to be a christian the way you treat people you've got to be a christian the way you're kind to people there's not a lot of kind people out there anymore. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed in the shopping mall or your grocery shopping, people can be really rude. You're like, goodness gracious, there's enough apples for all of us. Quit fighting over one. It's like people can just be, so God is calling us to shine our light. So I want to talk about shining our light bright for Christ. And to shine our light bright for Christ First of all, you must know who you are. Know who you are and whose you are. Right there in verse 1 and 2 of Philippians 2, he says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? In other words, you belong to Christ. And because you belong to Christ, you should, that should be encouragement enough. He goes, any comfort from his love? Absolutely. He says, man, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Oh, yes, there is. And are your hearts... Tender and compassionate, they sure have become that ever since we started following God. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. So he's saying, you know what? When you come to know that you belong to Christ and you get from Christ and you receive from Christ and that his spirit ministers to you, then you're wholeheartedly committed to him. Man, let me tell you something. You start working with people. You start working with them and for them and encourage them. And you don't sit there and go, well, that's not my job. You jump in and you do what needs to be done for the cause of Christ. If someone drops a ball you go, "Ah, there you look at you look at you." You know what? There's, this isn't time for name calling. This isn't time for pointing fingers. This is the time for us to advance the kingdom. So just get up and do what you got to do to move forward the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's important that we shine our light. It's important that we live like that. It's important that we really do those extra things. You should do that little bit extra. Do it as unto the Lord. Do it in such a manner that people go, gosh, your heart is so generous. Your heart is so tender. Your heart is so loving. Your heart is so caring. You are so amazing the way you give. they are so amazing the way you show your love. It's so amazing the way you pour yourself out. Because when they see that, they see truly that you know who you are, and you don't have to fight for position, for power, for titles. You just do your job because you know what? I am a son of God. I'm a daughter of God and I live for the Lord and I do it as unto the Lord to the glory of God. And here we go. So you don't have to sit there and go, oh, you know what? Oh man, I can't do that. I can't. If I do that, they're going to say, oh my gosh, what are you doing that for? I thought you were the pastor. I thought you were the teacher. I thought you had position. I thought, I thought since you have a title in front of your name or after your name, I thought you were too good for doing that. Jesus, who was the Messiah, Jesus, who is our Savior and our Lord, humbled himself and washed feet. Because he knew whose he was. He knew from where he came and where he was going. Do you know who you belong to? Have you given your life to Jesus? Do you know you are the masters? Do you know you are son of God? Do you know you're a daughter of God? Do you know you're his? Are you shining your light in such a manner that you have that kind of confidence? We should be living with hope. We should be living with confidence. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. See how men, how much our Father loves us. He calls us his children. I mean, God calls us his children. You get to go around saying, I'm a son of God, I'm a daughter of God. Man, he's our Father. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. He says, so dear friends, we are already God's children. See, you don't have to become his child. You are already because you've given your life to Jesus. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ, when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. For we will see him as he really is and all who have him. This eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. What he's saying here is we've, we're called children of God because that's who we are. You're his child. And you need to start living like it. You need to start holding up to that. You need to start exemplifying his light in your life so that they go, wow, you're just a chip off of the old block. You you you're shining the light of of Jesus. Man, you really, you really are just like your dad. You're just like your mother. Man, you are like your father. Young lady, you reflect your daddy. You reflect your daddy, young man. Your heavenly father shines through your light and through your life. So you gotta know who you are or live in a mercy of everyone else's opinion. Did you hear what I just said? If you don't know who you are, you're always going to be living in the mercy of what other people say you are, and you're going to think that that's who you are instead of who you really are. And they'll start titling you, and they'll start labeling you, and they'll start saying this is who you are, and this is what you are, and this is this, and this, and that, and that, and this, and you don't even know who you are anymore because you're there so confused because you don't know who you are in Jesus Christ. He has made you his son and his daughter. So start living like it. The second thing we need to do if we're going to shine our light is to shine bright for Christ. You must know what joy is found in. What do you really find joy in? See, people are looking for joy. They're looking for pleasure. They're looking for a happy moment all over the place and a lot of crazy stuff. People are getting deeper and deeper into some sin that it's just out of control. People are constantly looking for joy, and they have joy and happiness completely confused. Happiness is a moment. Happiness is a feeling. Happiness is something like, oh, that was so fun. Oh, that was so neat. And then it's over. Joy is having this great peace and a, just a satisfaction of knowing my God is with me, and I'm going through living hell on earth. But my God is with me, and I'm going through the greatest moment of my life, and my God is with me. I have joy to know He's here, so I'm not. I fear no evil. For my God is with me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, my God is with me. Though I go through a heavy-duty trial, my God is with me. Man, what joy, what joy, what joy. I don't know if you've ever needed some backup, and all of a sudden your backup shows up, you're like, yeah, my daddy's here. My daddy's here. You just gotta know my dad, you gotta take, hey, dad, and man, there comes your dad, and they scatter, and that's joy. In Philippians 2, verse 3 through 5 now, Paul's trying to explain that. And he says, don't be selfish. You see, you can't be happy, full of joy when you're selfish. He says, but he goes, don't try to impress others. Do you know how exhausting it is trying to impress people? Trying to show you're all that when you're not? You've got to remember everything. What did I say I was? Oh yeah, what did I say I was? He says, be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. So I don't have to compete. I don't have, you know, yeah, you're better. Even if you are, don't worry about it. They know it. So just humble yourself and say, man, you're awesome. I don't have to compete. Because I know who I am. I'm the child of the king. He says, verse 4 don't look out only for your own interests. So when you start helping other people, you get blessed. When you start helping other people, you feel good. He says, but take an interest in others too. Some people never take an interest in others. They don't share. They don't care. They just live their life and everyone else, who cares? Verse 5. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Man, he always put everyone first. Remember when... The disciples came to him and said, you know, Jesus, all these people have been following us now for all day long, and it's it's lunchtime, and we're hungry. Why don't you send them away so we could all go someplace and eat? I mean, there's not enough food for everyone over there. And he goes, send them away. You guys feed them. They're like, where are we going to get enough food? We'd have to, Work for nine months to feed all these people. Can you imagine nine months of salary to feed all the, because there wasn't just 5,000, there was 5,000 men, but there was their wives and children. So there was anywhere from 15, 20, 30,000 people there. And they're going, how are we going to feed these people? He goes, come on, do it. Jesus put others first. So they came with a little sack lunch, with a little boy, they go, hey, we have, lunch bag At least two fish and some loaves of bread and what are we going to do? And they they go, well, what, what's this? I, I feel like a fool now. I brought it. I can't even believe I brought this. Jesus says, no, 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 you did good. Bring it to me. I don't know why. Maybe they thought right then, well, at least the master's going to eat. <laughs> we got him lunch. <laughs> but he put others first. That's why he says, have the same attitude as Christ. So he said, Lord, bless this meal. There's a lot of people out here, Lord. Father, bless them. Take care of them. Feed them. So he blesses it. He turns this food, multiplies it, and every single person got to eat. It was the very first recorded smorgasbord, all-you-could-eat buffet, fish and bread. And then afterwards, they took up 12 baskets of leftovers. So the disciples were all like, well, I wonder what we're going to eat. Now they had a basket each. And Jesus said, you guys take care of it, man. You know what? God will take care of me. See, he always had an attitude of helping others first. You and I need to have an attitude of helping others first. I've shared this story before, but it just impacted me so much. I'll never forget, we didn't have a whole lot of food. We didn't have a whole lot of money at the time. We had just started the church. This was way back in the dark ages. This was, you know, 30 years, 30, 38 years ago. And we had just sat down for Sunday afternoon lunch. And we had two other couples there. And we had enough food just to feed us. And some guy comes to the door and he goes, Hey, Pastor, man, I'm hungry. He goes, man, you guys, that looks good. So he just walked in my house. I go, well, come and join us, you know? (laughs) So he serves himself and he's like pouring the food on. I go, hey, dude, slow down, man. He goes, there's not enough food for everyone to get seconds. I know, that's why I'm getting it now. I'm like, wow. But how many of us know people like that? They only live for themselves. They only live to take care of themselves. You see, they don't know what joy is found in. They don't know that putting God first and putting others first brings enormous joy to you. You get to bless them. You get to help them. You get to anoint them. You get to just help them rise up to a new level. You lift them up. You don't give them a handout. You give them a hand up and you help them and it blesses your life. Man, that's where you find joy and shining your light for the Lord. Look what he says in Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse 10. Those who have money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. He's not condemning people with money, but he's saying, you know what? Your money is gonna stay behind when you leave. You're not gonna take it with you. Enjoy what you got, but you don't want true happiness is when you have the Lord and you're there pouring yourself out to the Lord to bring glory to him and helping people out. So shine your light. Shine your light. The third thing is to shine bright for Christ. You must want to reconcile over your rights. You must want reconciliation instead of your rights. Over your rights. You see, some people are always demanding their rights. I have rights. I have rights. You know what? In all reality, yeah, I guess you do, but we really don't. We, we just thank God we're alive. Amen. The wages of sin is death. We're all supposed to be dead. Every single one of us has sinned. But Jesus in his love says, no, 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 I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to give you a chance to repent. And not only am I going to die for you, I'm going to give you eternal life. All you got to do is put your hope in me. See, he wants us to to have reconciliation to make things right this way and then this way before our rights. I demand my rights. I have rights. I'm a husband. I have rights. I'm a wife. I have rights. I'm a son. I have rights. I'm a daughter. I have rights you know what, guys? You'll never get ahead that way. You'll never get ahead that way. You really want to just have a wife that serves you, serve her. You want a husband that serves you, serve him. Because servanthood is modeled and servanthood is reciprocated. When you serve, people serve you back. But when you demand it, man, you better... Really bless your food, because you don't know what's in it. <laughs> oh, God, my wife just made this food. Please don't let her have done anything wrong. <laughs> what was that special ingredient? x you know, <laughs> man. <laughs> so humble yourself. You see, look what he says right there in verse, we're still in Philippians 2. Look at verse 5 through 9. You must have the same attitude as Christ had. Okay, so you got to have the right attitude. And though he was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He gave up his rights. He gave everything up and he took the humble position Of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all names. You see, Jesus could have come and said, Hey, move it. This is my kingdom. I'm the king of the of the world and I'm the king of heaven and I'm the king of Earth. so start treating me like it. Instead, he was born in a manger, in a barn. he was born in a smelly, stinky place because he came to a smelly, stinky world, and he came in the form of man, he could have come in all his glory, he could have just appeared. And it could have been this glorious moment with this great celebration and this great explosion and this light and all this light show and everything. And Jesus is here. Instead, he came humbly into this world. And the announcement was supernatural. There was a great star in heaven and there there was shepherds that heard the angels sing. And oh, we talked about it this past Sunday, but I'm telling you, Jesus laid all of those privileges down to say, you know what? (laughs) I want to reconcile the world to God. And I want to reconcile the world one to another. The greatest thing you could do is be a peacemaker. I got a phone call from a dear friend and prayer partner of mine. And her husband passed away a couple months ago and they finally buried him and uh all the family finally was able to be in town and and all of a sudden she called me and she goes, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. My husband had two sisters that had not talked and didn't even claim each other. And her husband was always a peacemaker. He was always that guy just bringing peace amongst one another and peace with God. And she goes, as we were there in Santa Fe at the National Cemetery the sisters that hadn't talked to each other and hadn't been with each other the older one invited the young one and said come and sit next to me she goes and it was the most powerful moment of reconciliation and she goes I couldn't believe that here this was taking place and I go of course it took place <laughs> I go Mike was still a peacemaker even in his death he brought life You see, that's what I'm talking about. You lay down your rights and you pick up the banner of reconciliation. He has made us ambassadors of Christ, reconciling us one another to God and to each other. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. All that we would live in peace with everyone. Man, this is a high-amp time of the year. Do you know that there's more suicides between Halloween to Valentine's Day than any other part of the year? That's because people get into this depressive mode because sometimes people don't talk. They don't talk to each other and they go, hey, Mom, I'd like to go to Thanksgiving dinner at your house. Sorry, son, you can't. Your sister's going to be here and you know how she feels about you. Hey, mom, please, I want to go. No, you know how your brother is. You know what? You... And there's families that can't even be together. And instead of Thanksgiving being a time of giving thanks, it's a time of refereeing. And Christmas is coming now. And now the poor mother is going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't even think we should have anything because everyone's at war with each other. And, and there's so much stress. And God is saying, can't you bring some peace? Live at peace with everyone. And I bring you to the last thing I'm going to talk about is that to shine bright for Christ, you have to have a divine reason worth dying for. Not just living for, it, but dying for. It. You need to die to yourself. You need to die to your pride. You need to die to your own desires. You need to die to, to all these things that you want to have and you want to demand and you want to demand titles and you want to demand rights and you want to demand these things. But instead, if you learn to die to those things and you, it's worth dying for because you know what? It's going to be worth living for. And the things that you're going to do when you leave this earth, you're going to inherit this glorious, glorious mansion. And it's going to be amazing. So many people have seen glimpses of heaven. And I'm telling you, no one's ever wanted to come back. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 16, he says, Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain. And that my work was not useless. Because you know what? It was worth dying for. I'm in prison and they want to put me to death. But you know what? I'm going to say hallelujah because it's worth it all. Because everything that God promises is real. And his promises are yes and amen. And he's going to see us through. And that's why we can shine our light and we can say yes. For me to live is Christ but to die is gain. I'm not afraid of death. That doesn't mean I want to die today. I'd like to live a a whole lot longer. I have a wife I enjoy, and I have kids I love, and I have grandchildren that I adore. And I hope I get to see them all grow. But you know what? If God takes me, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I want to make sure you're ready. Because hear me, there's something worth dying for. There's something worth releasing our own fleshly passions and pleasures to hold on to God and say, you know what, God? It's you and nothing else. I'm holding on to you, and I'm going to not let go because, Father God, where you go, I want to be. And where you've been, I want to get. And I'm telling you, it's going to be glorious. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects Our faith, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Do you hear that? The joy awaiting him. It wasn't the death on the cross that he was looking forward to. It was the after the death on the cross. He was looking at the resurrection. He was looking at all of us. He was looking at the people that were going to give their life to Christ and were going to live for the Lord. He was looking at the joy that was waiting for him. He endured the cross disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. He's saying, just think of what God went through. Because when you think of what he went through, and you know what he went through, guess what? You're going to be able to get through it too. You're going to be able to go through it because you're going to shine your light, and you're going to have joy, and you're going to be able to say, you know what? Because God lives, I can live. And because he has given, I'm going to get and because what now I have, I get the share too, and I get to give away. And it's this great joy in knowing that, and we need to live in such a manner that people say, there's something about you. There's something about you that you are so different. You have a spring in your step. You have a joy in your life. There's something about you. You seem to be happy. Even when you're broken, you're happy. Even when you're going through a sad moment, you're happy. I've lost loved ones, and when they die, I'm not happy they died, but I sure am happy where I know where they're going. And I say, thank you, Jesus, because I get to see them again. I get to see them again because they believed in Jesus just like I believe in Jesus, and when I die, I'm going to go to glory too, and I hope you trust in him, and I hope my family does because I want to see them in glory also. So it might be a little bit of pain here on earth, but I'm telling you in the long run, we're going to be in glory for all of eternity. And that's going to be worthwhile. And that's what it's going to be all about. And that's what we have to hold on to. So today, what I want to talk to us about then is how do we get there? How do we shed ourselves of these things that hold us? It says we fix our gaze on Jesus. So you need to shift your focus. You need to shift your thinking. You need to shift your attention on the right thing. He thinks, think on these things, these things that are good and honorable, those things that are pure and holy. He says, I want you to rethink your thinking. I want you to reshift your focus. I want you to align yourself in such a manner that you see the glory of God and the hand of God. And it's so important that you see that. So he's saying, will you please trust me? Will you please hold on to me? Will you please embrace me? Would you please welcome me in? Because when you do that, you are going to shine a light because you're going to have this light that is this great power that's shining through this broken vessel. And it's the power of God. And today, I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you with God's word that no matter what you're going through, one of the greatest moments of life or one of the most challenging moments of life, that you know that your God is for you. And if your God is for you, nothing at all could be against you. And that though you might be going through a really bummer of a time, God will see you through on the other side. And he'll say, yes, I know you're hurting right now, but I'm telling you, I'm going to heal the hurt because there's glory on the other side. So I encourage you to shine light. Shine the light of Jesus through your life. Shine bright. Shine bright for Christ. That for Christ's name and Christ's sake, people will see the glory of God on your life. And I know some of you have been battling. I know some of you have been going through very difficult times some of you have taken some major hits but I'm here to tell you that God is here for you to heal the wounds to heal the wounds sanar las heridas he wants to heal you and those of you at home that are hurting and broken and you feel all alone and you feel isolated and you feel like nobody knows or even cares. I want you to know God loves you. He cares. And so do we. And we're going to help you through this. But today I pray that you embrace the King and you embrace God and you embrace the power of the love of Christ. And you let him shine his light on you and in you and through you. So would you stand with me as we close in prayer? And if you've never received Christ and you've never given your life to Him and you want to do that, say, I've never trusted God. I've never given Him my heart. And I want to live for His glory. Raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I've never done that. Anyone here today that wants to do that? Amen. Praise God. But we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate that. Anyone else? Well, then, if you raise your hand, I invite you to come up here so we can pray with you. Because it's the greatest decision you're making in your life. Just come up real quick and we're going to pray with you. Amen. 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 Brother Tomas, would you lay hands on him as you pray? We want to pray with you. Let's just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, today I give you my life. I give you my heart. Forgive me my sins. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. Give me a new life and a new beginning. I pray in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God, brother. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, we got a Bible and some stuff for you. Praise God, my brother. That is so awesome, man. So excited for you. Look, he's got some reading material, a Bible and some stuff we want to give you. And I don't know if there's something you want to give to the Lord. That you've been carrying and you've been like, God, I can't do this anymore. I want to shine a light of glory, not a shine of, shine this this dismal cloud of depression. So give him your heartache, give him your brokenness, give him your celebration and say, God, I give it all to you. Now give all yourself to me. You're welcome to come to the altar and pray as we sing this song again. Sing it out, would you?
0: If you're one of our prayer partners, I invite you to make your way forward. Make yourself available to those that need prayer tonight, church. If you need prayer, church, I want to invite you forward. Pray with our team, amen? Why don't we sing this song? Sing amazing love. It's what he has. Come on.
2: The amazing love that welcomes me the kindness of mercy, then bought poor wholeheartedly, my soul undeserved.
5: Please it over to the Lord right now give it all to him if you need prayer make your way up we have time just cry out say thank you Lord Yes, you are God, you're amazing, you're loving, you're caring, you're forgiving, you're restoring. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release our pain, our suffering, our depression, our brokenness, and we say, Father, help us, carry us, redeem us. Father, help us to see past the brokenness and see the healing on the other side. You said, Father God, you endured the cross for the joy set on the other side. Father, let us see the other side of this moment, the other side of this situation, that we can find your strength and your love in the midst of our brokenness and our pain. Father, we release all the goodness and all the greatness of the things that we've gone through. That, Lord God, we know that, Lord All wonderful things come from you, and we thank you for them. And Lord, if they endure a long time or a short time, we say thank you. Now, Father God, fill us with your joy and your peace. And we pray in the glorious, glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We love you, church. God bless you. Don't forget, Friday night is Parents' Day Out. If you want to come and let them take care of your kids while you go shopping or something, Please take advantage of that. God bless you. David Gonzalez, happy birthday. Blessings.